right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you. Another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast. Part of the 247 Sports Network and inside the Rebels. Good to be with you guys today here on a Monday morning. Hope you had a good weekend. You should have. Another good weekend for the Rebels. Another win. 7-0. That's just, that's crazy. Like what they've done this year is crazy. I feel like my kids are getting spoiled a little bit. This certainly isn't the 80s or, you know, even the 90s. I mean, whenever, you know, I'm trying to put myself roughly the age of my kids. And this certainly isn't that. You know what's crazy, though? It wasn't that long ago that this program was in trouble. The whole NCAA thing and everything that went along with that. And now you're looking, you know, just a couple of years later, you know, Matt Luke, Matt Luke takes over the program. And and uh, and I do think Matt left the thing in a probably a little better shape than, than people realized at the time. And then Keith Carter hires the absolute right guy to come in and and take over the thing. What Lane Kiffin's done has been incredible. Really, really has been. And he's been a great fit and all of those things if we did the big picture conversation, which I really don't want to do that today. Rather confine it to, you know, week to week to week. But I don't want to lose sight of the big picture here. It's really been incredible what he's done. And, you know, it's hard to remember at the time when Keith made that hire that there were, you know, it was not universally accepted and I don't mean by Ole Miss fans I think the Ole Miss fan base was it was excited I was I thought it was a great hire but there were other schools out there that wasn't that weren't going to go down that road and look now they um there's a lot of schools kicking themselves right now but Keith did and and Ole Miss did and you see what's happening seven and zero after another win undefeated here sitting number seven in the country which is really what brought all that on the big picture stuff because I'm pulling up my computer, I'm looking at the rankings and Ole Miss is ranked seventh in the country. And, you know, I'm not accustomed to that. I'm just, I'm I'm not, I'm not wired to see that. Now let's, let's get into a couple of things here on what is, what is today for you guys? It's gotta be national something. It's a, it's national. That's nothing, anything good. Uh, You can go get some pasta. It's national pasta day. National Poetry Day, uh, Black Poetry Day, National Bosses Day, Edge Day, whatever that is. Don't know. National Mulligan Day. Now, I'm a big believer in the mulligan. Big fan. Love some mulligans. You can celebrate that today. But what are we going to do? We're going to do some recruiting, actually, first. Then we're going to swing back around to the game, what happened against Auburn. We'll look around the SEC. You know, what I think the what I think Ole Miss's ceiling is right now and what I think the basement is. And look, every week you're adding to that and you're putting yourself in rarefied air here. And what uh, what LSU this weekend, what a win in Baton Rouge could mean. But before we do that, let's do this first. Let's back up. A little bit of recruiting news. Uh, the Isaac Smith thing. You know, and obviously I'm focused on Mississippi. Uh, I'm the Mississippi guy. And, you know, been following these guys for a lot of years. Ole Miss is still sitting pretty with, you know, your Suntareen Perkins, your Aiden Williams. Aiden's been banged up a little bit lately. 
But, you know, that I still think they're in great shape there with those commitments, Jamarius Brown down at Moss Point. But everybody's watching a couple other ones. You're watching Dante Dowdell, and you're also watching Isaac Smith. Now, Dante Dowdell, they hadn't offered way back in January, but they have long been full-court pressing Dante. And if I had to pick a place right now where he's going, I think it's going to be Ole Miss if I had to pick today even though he's committed to Oregon. And that could change. It could be completely different tomorrow, next week, next month. If I had to pick somebody, it would be Ole Miss right now. It would not be with any confidence, though. If I did the percentage thing, I'd give a couple of schools good chances to bring him in. But then the Isaac Smith thing, you guys know the ins and outs of that one. You know, I had I told you a couple of weeks ago that uh, I'm like, I may have been the person to tell you in the spring that Ole Miss had cooled there, you know, for whatever reason, they had not been recruiting him hard. And I, I saw the interview that David did with Isaac that he talked about that and it kind of got weird, you know, not calling me and look at, there were just some, we're not all in there. And now I, I do think that's changing I don't think it's just changed completely. I think it's changing. But I mentioned that a couple of weeks for you guys because we were still in that place where I think a lot of people were assuming Ole Miss wasn't recruiting him. And I told you a couple, two, three weeks ago, that was changing. And I know Kelvin Bolton has been all over it. Um, Kelvin uh, Bolton, Kelvin Bolton. Kelvin's doing an unbelievable job. He's the, the director of recruiting strategy. And in particular, these Mississippi guys, Kelvin is everywhere. He's all over him. He has a really good relationship there with Isaac. I think Ole Miss has some very good ends. I know they have some very good tie-ins there. So I would not be shocked at all if that ends up working out. We'll see. You know, a weekend like that is is obviously a another – I don't know, know if it's a check mark or how you'd phrase it, but that was an unbelievable crowd. The game went great. The Grove's great. The weather's great. You know, all those things. So I still think they're in really good shape there. The high school recruiting, from what I understand, is going very, very well. And then we'll see what happens when we get to December. Also, a baseball recruit on campus, Connor Griffin. I've mentioned this before. He's a baseball kid. But look, that's one you need to pay attention to. I know we don't do as much baseball recruiting as we do football for obvious reasons. You know, you guys are hardcore football, and I get it. I'm Mississippi Gridiron guy. At MS Gridiron on Twitter, I get that. But this is a little bit different because um, Connor is the top. He was the top-ranked player in the 25 class last year as a freshman, but he's reclassifying up a year, so he's now going into his junior year. And even moving up, he's the top player in that class. Seen him play since he was a young kid. I've seen him as fast as 96 on the bump. He's a 6'4", 60 kid, 6'4", 6", I think is the best he's ever run. Um, he didn't play football this year, but he would have been one of the better wide receivers around the state this year. He would have. He's that kind of athlete. But he is coming back to play basketball at prep. His dad, Kevin, is a good buddy of mine and, uh, and great softball coach at Bellhaven has built one of the best D3 programs in the country. But um, I had a chance to talk to him last night. And look, like I said, he's a friend, so it's not – those necessarily aren't work conversations, you know. It's just how you guys do and how was the trip, that sort of thing. 
but he had a he had a weekend visit to Ole Miss. I know it went great. I think they're in good shape there. But if he gets to campus, it would be huge for Mike and for that whole staff. Uh, because like I said, that's the top ranked player in his class for 24. 96 on the bump. He's fast. He plays shortstop at prep. He could be a center fielder with his instincts and the way he runs. Huge power numbers, like everything about him. He's going to be drafted very high. So that's what you're dealing with there. But if you can, you, you never know with the way the NIL world is changing. And even though it's baseball, you know, you see some programs out there that are doing huge NIL deals. So there are opportunities out there for baseball guys, which you guys know this, they don't fully scholarship baseball. And, um, you know, they split those up. So money's very different scholarshiping that. But we'll see what happens there. Um, he's an awesome kid. That's an awesome family. You should have that on your radar because um, that would be big if they actually were able to, to pull that off. And I think they're in great shape with him. Still has some other visits to go. But uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that kid play in the spring. And I'll be at some basketball games too just to see him play this year. Great kid, great family, the whole deal. But um, I was glad he had a good visit this weekend. All right, that's kind of a, a little bit of a roundup on a couple of people in recruiting. I'm going to make some calls today, and I'll give you a bigger picture on recruiting rather than just the generic high schools going great. I'll get you a little bit more than that for tomorrow. Back to the game. Look, I know people are talking about the defense struggled in that game, and I get it, and that's a couple weeks in a row. You know, they're dealing with some injuries on that side, and I do think there's depth. I don't think it's just injuries. Look, bad games happen. And I thought Auburn kind of had their number um, and honestly, just um, and this is this is where ignorance can come in in a little bit. So I like to be fair to coaches. You don't always know what's going on. But if you had told me that the Auburn staff had a really good day against our defensive staff, I could believe that. It just it happens. Coaches aren't great every weekend. But whatever Auburn was doing to move the football, you know, they'll have to figure that out this week and make a few adjustments. Hopefully, get some guys back. But make a few adjustments going into LSU because that's a different animal. Their quarterback can move. Three touchdowns rushing Saturday for LSU and a big win over Florida. He throws for 300 yards and three touchdowns. So that's a huge challenge Saturday. I'm going to get into that more tomorrow. You know, but I just say all that to say this. I still think that defense is going to be okay. Um, I just think it was a bad Saturday. We'll see what happens, you know, a week from now. But still, the, the point spread on that game is a couple of touchdowns. Ole Miss wins that thing by a couple of touchdowns. 48 to 34, the offense is great. They run for 400 plus. And here's the great thing about what they're doing right now in terms of winning. They're sitting here seventh in the country at 7-0. and And when you can run the football like that, like that travels. And now you're going on the road to Baton Rouge this weekend. A running game travels. And one huge difference between Ole Miss and some other teams in the SEC that may be close, because I think after Georgia, Bama, Tennessee, and I think you got to put Tennessee up there now with what they did to Bama, even though Bama looks way more beatable right now than they did in the preseason. Wouldn't be shocked if they drop another one. But at this point in the year, there are a lot of teams kind of there in the middle. What separates Ole Miss, in my opinion, is what they can do running the football. Also what Jackson Dart can do with his legs. When a play breaks down, or look, even when a play doesn't break down, 
whenever you want to go back to that quarterback power or just something where you give him a chance to run the football, that's so hard to game plan. You need three or four yards, and that is an option for you the way he runs it. I do think that's separating Ole Miss from some of these other places. But when you go for 400 like that, you have Dart running it. When Quinshawn runs like that, Zach Evans runs like that, and they've done it all year. You know, you are very difficult to game plan. And I do think the passing game, I think it's it's better than it was Saturday. You know, the wideouts I get didn't have a big day. Mingo and Malik Heath didn't have a big day. It's going to happen. They're going to have games still the rest of this year where we win it, you know, with the passing game and with Jackson Dart's arm uh, rather than his legs. But it's such a benefit when you can run it like that. Uh, but that's a great Saturday in the Grove. The crowd was awesome. The pictures out of there were awesome. Good recruiting weekend, the whole bit. You look around the country as as what's going on. Look, Bama's got a loss here. And now you start really thinking SEC West. And not to get too far ahead of myself here, because you need to save something for tomorrow. But that's matchup this weekend with LSU. That's a ranked opponent. No, they're actually not ranked. They're just outside. They're 26th. But that's a team that just is coming off a big win. You get that one, and you're sitting at 8-0, and then A&M, of course, after that, and then you've got the Bama game coming on. The SEC West is sitting there. And you win Saturday, and now we're – it's not only are you just kind of throwing out there the college football playoff thing, you are legitimately – a real candidate for the college football playoff. Uh, I think that's what's on the line Saturday. And they keep winning a little bit every week. Lane has done well against Nick Saban. If we get a little bit further down the road, you know, he's had some good game plans against him. And then fans start getting nuts. You know, then things could get a little bit crazy. We'll see what happens there. But no, Saturday was huge. That's a game they could have let down. And you know how Auburn, it's been like the bane of Ole Miss existence in a lot of years. Even when Auburn wasn't as good as Ole Miss, it's just like a thorn in the side. And they've spoiled it. Arkansas has done that too, and that game's still out there looming. But Auburn has been one of those teams for Ole Miss. And to win it like that by a couple of touchdowns, that's a big deal. You have a streaker on, um, on the field laid out by a trooper. I think it was a trooper. You know, that happened. That's a big deal. But all in all, great day Saturday. Um, But I do want to mention this, too, as we kind of close up the the podcast here. The accident this weekend with a couple of students, unfortunately, one lost a life in just something really stupid in a parking lot, apparently in the middle of the night. And um, just prayers to those families and everybody affected by that. I saw that news Saturday, um, Sunday morning, I guess it was. Or maybe it's late, late. I guess it had to be Sunday morning, and uh, or whenever that came out. But um, man, that's awful. You hate to see that with college kids and just stupidity. But who the people responsible for that? Hopefully, I think they've already tracked one down, and um, and they get both. But that was awful. But thoughts and prayers out to to both of those families that um affected and the people that are close to those families. But just hated to see that. But um, I definitely need to, to bring that up and, and mention that on the podcast today. But, guys, that's going to do it. 
That's your 15 minutes. We will be back to do this again tomorrow. Um, see if I can have a jam-packed show. We'll do a lot on LSU, some SEC power rankings. Who doesn't love power rankings? Everybody loves power rankings. Where Ole Miss is stacking up, what I think their ceiling is going to. You start thinking undefeated now as the ceiling, don't you? Even the ESPN FPI has them right now at 9.9 wins. So the over-under basically is 10. Is 10. Can they um, can they keep this thing going? I don't know. It's been fun so far. Appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. This is Chris Brooks with 247 Sports and Inside the Rebels. Y'all have a great day.